ask me about my winner? And welcome to Who Do You Think You Are? I Am, episode tree. 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 Climbing up that we're tree. Climbing up that tree. Getting there. Uh, we're, I'm, you know, as always, co-host, uh, co-host Chenz is with me. I'm Puma. And we're ready to talk sports with you guys. And, and uh, we've had successful episodes. And uh, we're excited to get this third one out to you guys and out to the fans. Um, this show... Uh, we're going to cover the Super Bowl, we're going to talk baseball, NHL trade deadline, and NBA tra- uh, trade deadline. So hopefully maybe Chen's will go off on another round about the NBA and some of the trades that were made. Um, and we're going to talk about Bryce Harper, and we actually have a special guest uh, that might pop in, and a special guest that we ran into a couple days ago that gave us some, some nice sound bites. So we're going to play that for you as well. So before we get started, Chen's, um, how do you feel? You know exactly what I'm talking about. We're talking about the Super Bowl. All right. How do I feel? Well, first off, hello, everyone. It has been five days. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah. Okay. Five days since the Super Bowl. And uh, I feel all right about it. I mean, listen, that fucking defense stepped up. And you really can't ask for anything more, man. They they did everything that we talked about. They got to Brady. They 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 held him for a very very long time. But you know what? There's only so long that you can hold him. You gotta fucking put points on the board somehow, man. Somehow, because that game was not. It was not like a touchdown game. If the Rams got field goals, it could be a different story, man. But you know what? I'm happy. I'm happy with how they played defensively. Patriots defense stepped up. They just know how to get it done in the big spots. I really, I got nothing else to say, man. I feel like everybody who has lost to the Patriots throughout this run, they've all felt confident about their team going in. Obviously, except for you, you've 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 rejoiced, but um, I feel like everyone you know they're pretty like positive going in, and then afterwards they just say, "We just got Belichicked and Bradyed," you know. Nothing else I can say. Happy with the defense. Wish the offense stepped up more, but you know what? This is a start of really good things to come. I hope. Well, the one thing we we did talk about their defense. The morning, the morning of, and we said if they could, you know, if if you think about it, if you look at and you can say we held Brady's offense and the Patriots to thirteen points, that's a game you should win. And they did everything the Giants did. You know, they couldn't cover Julian Edelman though. Edelman was all over the goddamn field. Um, but they just couldn't take advantage of the opportunities with the ball. You know, if you look at even you know. Listen, I I think it was one of the most boring Super Bowls in a long time. You know, low scoring defensive affair. Even though 
if you know, if you compare it to like a baseball game, it was more like a pitcher's duel. And I like a pitcher's duel. You know, I like going to a game or watching a game that's nothing, nothing going into the seventh inning and, you know, there's three innings left. But I don't, with football, I want to see points. I want to see back and forth. You know, I just felt like it lulled me to sleep. And, you know, and the commercials sucked. They were bad. Dude, and and not for nothing. so fucking true, though. And not for nothing, though. You know, at least maybe with the, maybe in, in years past, the halftime show has been good. And it was horrible. Wait, wait, wait. Horrible. Hold on. All I saw Hold was fucking, all I saw phone. was fucking, what's his face? Um, What the fuck is his name? Ooh. Maroon 5, the guy, the lead singer. What's the lead singer's name? Um, I can't think of wow, his name. Why I the could, fuck am I drawing a I, Yeah, me too. You know, I don't need to see his fucking nipples and his fucking California t- tattoo across Dude, his fucking chest like don't... fucking Tupac. Oh, my. Adam Levine. Adam Levine. Adam Levine. All right, but... There was okay. no GoDaddy commercial. Okay, wait, 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 Hold on a second. Hold on. Adam Levine wasn't a big fan of that. Um, uh, who was the other guy? Travis Scott? Travis Scott. A big the o- boy. The only thing I liked about Travis Scott's performance was the SpongeBob intro. <laughs> that was the Dude, best Dude, come part. on. Everybody knows the best fucking cartoon song ever is Sweet, Sweet Vic- Victory. Victory. When fucking, when, when, uh, I think it, I believe it's Patrick on the drums wearing the shades and he's just banging it. <laughs> and fucking Plankton rocking out that solo. Dude, and Squidward epic. composing. Fucking ed- epic. All right. But, I mean, the rest of his act sucked to me. And the other guy was Big Boy. Big Boy. Ad- Dude, Big Boy was fucking awesome. The, Come he on. sang a song that was 15 years old. Who cares, man? He's, he's Atlanta. That shit was fucking real. Came out with the fur coat, like a real pimp. And he just, when he came in with the fucking, with the hydraulic car, right? You hear, it was fucking awesome. But yeah, how many songs does he really have? I think people more, know him more for Outcast, but you know what? I liked that. Hated the, other, the rest. So out of 10, I'd probably give the halftime show a four. That's fair. With Big Boy get, carrying a solid three <laughs> yeah. and the SpongeBob intro tacking on a nice one. All right. So, so Maroon Five gets a big zero. Maroon Five, Maroon Zero. Maroon Zero. Um, and like I said, there was no commercials. There was no nothing. You know, I was rooting for numbers. And if you had zero and three, and you had double three, you know, God bless you. You know, even if you had that reverse side bet in your in your pool, and you you know they reversed the scores. So if like to say if the score was uh 16-13, they would have reversed it and if like the Patriots had the 6 and the Rams had the 3, they would have reversed it. Right? So if it's 3-3, even if you reverse it, it's still 3-3. So the guy's won the final score and he won the side bet. So whoever had 3-3 out there, God bless you. I had sucky numbers at 9 and 5, so I was out of it from the beginning. But, you know, this is this is how how boring the Super Bowl was. That's all we have to say. You know, cuz it was punt, 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 interception, punt, 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 halftime, punt, punt, field goal, field goal, field goal, game over. Touchdown, game over. That's all it was. That was it. That's the game. If you didn't watch the game, you just listened to the game. That was it. So, um, in the intro, we talked about our, our guest that we had come in and, um, you know, he, he, this, this kid that came in, you know, he's a fan of the show 
and Chenz and I were just doing our, our weekly show, our weekly prep for the show. And I get a text outside. He goes, open your door. I'm like, who the fuck is outside my house right now on a Wednesday night at 930? And it was off the grid Corelli making an appearance. It was awesome. So here we actually got him to record, believe it or not, Mr. Shy Guy. And um, we're going to play that clip for you right now. So this is this is, we're introducing to you a guest. Um, we're hoping that he's a reoccurring guest. And here's the sound bite right now. So we have an unexpected guest today. Uh, we were, Chenz and I got together during the week to, to talk about the show and, and what we're going to talk about. And we had an unexpected guest show up and, uh, he's going to be a reoccurring guest. Um, I think he might turn into the show stalker, uh, because of his nickname, because he's completely off the grid and you never know when this dude's going to pop up. He's like the freaking uh, ghost of Christmas past over here. Um, but without further ado, I'll let you introduce himself. His nickname is Off the Grid Corelli. But here's his voice for the first time on our podcast. And go ahead. Hey, what's up, guys? Off the Grid Corelli, fan of the show. Thanks for having me, guys. Corelli, we've known you now for almost our entire lives. You don't have social media, you don't have Spotify. How do you listen to us? YouTube. Boom. Name drop. We are on YouTube, folks. Check us out there if you want. No video. It's just audio. We're on Spotify, Anchor as well. But we are also on YouTube. That's how this guy, this fucking caveman, listens to podcasts. So he's got a nice question for us to... to oh, actually, what do you think about the Super Bowl? Super Bowl was dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> Just getting right to the point. All right. Right to the point. So, why was it dog shit? It was boring. There was there was not no scoring going on. There was all punting, kicking, this that the other thing. It was in multiple pools. Didn't win shit. And and even the commercials were boring, you know. There was no Go Daddy commercial, which is a cornerstone of the Super Bowl. You know, we all look forward to that that half-naked, sexy-looking woman coming out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not even there anymore. So you know, that's you know, that's my take on it. It's just the world we live in now, and it the sucks. The man's got a point. That was a that was a great point. Go no go daddies no daddies no daddies. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's not why he's here. Um, he showed up because he said he wanted to be on the show and he that he wanted to ask us a question and get our take on it. Um, so, what's the question? My question is. What do you think about Bryce Harper's latest post of him being clean-shaven? It's a good one. It's good. Wait, without social media, how the hell did you see that? Ah, it's a good one. It's a good one. You know, I hear things. <laughs> he's, got you, he's got his ear on the pavement. So, Chenj, you could take this one. Okay, I'm starting it off. And then I'll give you my little rebuttal. Because uh, you know there's a rebuttal coming. Yeah, that's a justice. So... I saw this on Barstool. You know, I brought this up to you earlier. And you know that yesterday, Judge came out and said that he would change his position in order for the Yankees to sign Harper. So I, my mouth was watering when he said that. I said, yes, let's go. Bring him in. That's a sign right there. And then Harper shaves his face, takes some BP, going along with the Yankees' look. 
getting clean, getting clean shaven, baby faced. It's all part of the plan, man. It's happening. He's coming to New York. I'll be in pinstripes in no time. So, what I'm thinking is, is that you're full of shit. All right, then. <sighs> so, the reason why I think you're full of shit is because just because a guy shaves his beard doesn't mean he's going to be a Yankee. I understand that that's his, that's their their way. They, you know, they want their players clean shaven except for mustaches and all that stuff. But I honestly think that just because the guy shaved and judge said that, you know, he would change positions. It doesn't mean that he is going to be a Yankee. You know, I think that it goes down to what we were talking about before in the sense of that nobody wants to pay these guys. So it's not going to be um, a situation where just because Judge says he wants him, it doesn't mean that he's going to get him. So I I don't think that it really takes any weight in the fact that he shaves his beard. And like I said to you, if I want to be a Yankee, do I just shave my beard and boom, I get to wear the pinstripes? It's the timing. I After, Judge came out and said what he said, and now he does this. It's the timing. It's 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 a coincidence. Yeah, but just because it's a coincidence doesn't mean that it's going to mean anything. You know, I mean, think about it. A couple weeks ago, he posted pictures of bats in Philly colors. What does that mean? I got nothing. You got me. You got me. However, should we make this interesting? Probably, what do you think? Should we put a little wager on this? Yeah, go with the wager. All right, he says, go with the wager. What are we gonna, what are we gonna bet here? We're we gonna bet here. Okay, so if Harper is not a Yankee. Are we get? Are we putting a timeline on this or? No. Well, yeah. I mean, if he's not a Yankee in the 2019 season. Okay, so so before the season starts. Before the season starts. All right. If he's not a Yankee, since we both have our fescue going on here. Oh, no, 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 that's that's bullshit because I shave for work. I just haven't been working because it's been slow. Okay. That's so why then, That's why we started a podcast. <laughs> Chen's needs the money. So, and if anybody's listening, Chen's needs donations. <laughs> um, so then we can't do that. I was going to say, you got you to gotta do, we gotta, you got to take a picture with the Hitler mustache. But it, what's the point of a picture? Um, if... Harper's not a Yankee. Or if he is a Yankee. Okay, fine. If. Ooh. Oh, God. I got one. Oh, God. I got one. So if Harper's not a Yankee, you have to shave your head. No. No. <laughs> I'm not doing that again. I'm a professional now. I have a real job. I cannot show up to work bald. <laughs> Fuck. My kids would fucking shit themselves. Um, so just, why can't we just do money? You want no? It's boring. <laughs> um, how about this? Oh, you know what? How about this? I got one. How about this? We have to pick. We have to pick each other's clothes out for a week. Um, no. <laughs> Dude, we can't do that. We're fucking adults now. All right, we can't just go to work like. Oh, my friend made me wear a fucking skirt because I lost a bet because Bryce Harper ended up being a Yankee. 
Well, Mr. Puma, this is your first year as a teacher. That's a pretty dumb move. You're fired. What the fuck? And you're teaching the fucking Bronx. Those kids are going to kill you. Corelli, when we were messing around with the mic, he actually said, ask me about my wiener. So I think what we should do is the next professional sporting event we go to after the season starts, the person's got to wear a hot dog costume to the game. And whoever loses, like if I win, I'll pay for the costume. Okay. If you win, you pay for the costume. Shit. That's or let's any. Make, let's or, make it a Yankee game. All right. This is fine. All the Yankees. Yeah, fine. We'll go to a Yankee game, dress as a hot dog. I got the season tickets, so we know we got tickets to the game. Let's do it right now. Shake yeah, it. We're shaking on it. All right. Wow. Shaking on it. So. There you go. So if you see anybody, if you when you see Chen's dressed as a wiener, Holy shit. you know that. This is it's our podcast and it's our show. So that was off the grid Corelli, a re a reoccurring guest over here. And he thought the Super Bowl was dog shit. And uh he didn't hit his numbers, fucking degenerate. So that's what he's pissed off about. And of, and of course the Go Daddy commercial obviously gets him going. So without seeing that one, you know, he kinda Super Bowl Sunday was a bust for him. Um not a bust nut. But interesting question that he asked about Harper. Yeah. You heard our responses. Chance thinks he's coming to the Yankees. I think he's going elsewhere. Just because a guy shaves his fucking beard doesn't mean he's going to the Yankees. And you heard our little wager. So, yeah. so just yeah. just to rehash the wager here so we know we haven't changed. So whoever loses this wager. So the wager is, is if Harper is a Yankee in 2019, I have to wear a hot dog costume to a Yankee game. And if Harper's not a Yankee, Chance has to wear the hot dog costume to a Yankee game. So that's why the "ask me about my wiener" quote was in the uh, intro yep. because it was it it was that's what sparked the whole conversation. So now that we're on baseball, yep, let's go. There was a big trade that happened today. Uh, JT Riomato was traded to the Philadelphia Phillies yep. uh, for pretty much it was pretty much highway robbery. <laughs> um, as as all. Trades from the Marlins have been basically. You you trade your all star catcher. The only good guy you got left. You trade your all star catcher to a division rival, and you get there. It he was ranked the thirty fifth prospect in the major leagues. So, um, I think Chen's was able to get somebody from Philadelphia. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I think he's on the phone right now. So, we've so got, let Chen's introduce him. So before I bring him on, we're gonna he's he's in the trenches. He's calling from Philly, and he's a very passionate Phillies sports fan. My good friend, the Philly Bear, and he's on with us right now. Austin, you there? I'm here. How's it going, guys? All right. So, as Puma was saying, Harper's in the news big time, especially now that your Phils made a trade for Riamudo. Does this change your feelings about Harper coming to Philadelphia? I mean, it means it means we need either Harper or Machado. Like, if we don't get one of them, then it's a joke. I personally want them both. I would love Harper to sign long term, and then Machado on a short term deal, um, because you know we want Trout in a couple of years, and that's all that matters. Oh, they, now, now we're getting greedy. Now get, you guys get, get the fuck out of well, here. Well, not for nothing. Not for nothing though. Your GM, the Philadelphia uh, Philadelphia Philly GM, came out and said you guys are going to spend all this goddamn money. And well, that's, that's John Middleton's money. 
Yeah, and I haven't seen it yet. You know, didn't they get? They got. Uh, they signed Andrew McCutcheon to like a uh, three-year, yeah. fifty million dollar deal, which doesn't make any fucking sense. If Dude, you he's ask go, me, he's 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 a Philadelphia, he's a Pennsylvania guy, man. <laughs> so, you know, would you, it, Austin? Would you think of that deal with for McCutcheon? Did you did you like that deal? Um, I mean, at that point, I just wanted to sign anyone. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't really care if we ever pay. It's not my money. Well, we and, got, uh, you guys got Segura too, right? Spending stupid, so stupid money was the quote from him. So I'm, I'm waiting <laughs> for them to start spending stupid money. You know, and it's crazy, you know, with, with our Yankees here in New York, you know, they, they say they're a fully operational debt star, and they haven't really done anything either. Yeah, no, that's... that's... So... You know, that's that's another topic for another day. You know, we we think that the MLB is going into a strike because these two young studs haven't been signed, and pitchers and catchers are in a week and a half. So, well, apparently last year one of the um, top prospects, um, free agents that was out there, didn't sign until after uh, pitchers and uh, pitchers and catchers started. Anyways, so I mean, this might be the new norm. Yeah, J J D Martinez uh, signing with the Red Sox. Look how that turned out. Good call. Look how that turned out. Yeah, I know. He almost won the MVP. Wow. Um, so now with this deal, you guys got your catcher. Um, you know, you guys are in the market for Harper. You guys are in the market for Machado. Um, you know, I don't. I the only question I'm talking, I'm asking for is what's your rotation look like? Other than, other than, um, what's his face? Um, the the guy from uh, from the Cubs. Uh, Beard Arietta. Oh, Other than Arietta, who do you have behind him to, with the starting rotation? Because pitching, pitching, you need pitching too. Besides the offense. Yeah, we have Arietta and Nola. Um, that's a good one-two punch there. But three through five is uh, not good enough right now. So they're talking. We need to sign another pitcher as well. Um, and I can't remember the guy's name that they were throwing around. Um, but I, I mean, we're okay right now i mean our division isn't that great um That's but true. like i said it's well, gotta be except for the Braves. Or machado and it's funny because a lot of people i don't want to say a lot of people but there's a faction of people down here that don't want machado because of his comments about not running the first base uh we have a famous um uh talk radio show guy down here uh, angelo Gataldi, and he is all about hating Machado because of that comment. So he's trying to get a faction of people that go against Machado. Um, so he's, he's really pushing for Harper. Um, but I'll, I'll take either one at this point. I, I mean, I think anybody would take him at this point. I, I Last week on the show, I, I said, I don't care who signs them. Somebody's got to sign them. You know, they're going to sign somewhere, you know, I could see, I could see at least one of them maybe signing a mega one-year deal to reprove themselves and then hit free agency again. Um, and for the Phillies, you know, like you said, a short-term deal. Maybe you can get Machado on a one-year deal, maybe for an option for a second year. Know, you know, that that would actually be like heaven. Uh, yeah, that would be ideal. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be perfect for me. You know, I'm saying for Machado, you know, I'm on the Yankee side that I don't – I love Machado, but I don't need Machado, you know, and because in, in New York it's 50-50. 50, 50 of us want him, 50 of us don't want him. So it's kind of like, you know, what do you where do you go? And I think if you can give Machado an 8-year deal for 275 when an opt out after the 5th year, I think you get him. Okay, okay. Well, here here's so let me ask you this. How's the attendance up there in New York for the Yankees? They sell their packed house every night. All uh, right, because no one's going to the games down here. 
and that's one of the big talking points. Damn. I mean, the, the stadium, the stadium is empty. They have to get somebody in there, a, a high name player in there to draw people because it's just not happening right now. Hoskins isn't and doing it. Hoskins is. I mean, I love him, but he's not. He's not drawing people to the park. But I mean, when you when you start the off season saying stupid money, <laughs> I mean, you you basically set it up like you, now you got to come through. I mean, if you don't come through, you're gonna have another empty stadium. I guarantee it. And and Citizens Bank Park is in, is 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 on the smaller side, just like Yankee Stadium is. So you know, I remember those teams when you guys had, you know, Utley, Victorino, you had Rollins, Rollins all those guys. The 08 team that won the World Series and the, the team that I know it's probably still a salty spot here, but losing to the Yankees in 09. Um, those were good teams, and that stadium was rocking every night. Yeah, it was. I mean, that was that, they were great teams. We definitely should have beat the Yankees. I was I punched a hole in the wall that night. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you know, are we, are we? Can we move on from baseball? Because I have a great segue into basketball. Uh sure. I mean, I, I, you know, just to, you know, we can always go back to baseball. Um, once you know, yeah. once Austin gets off the phone with us, but, um, I think that if. The Phillies, if the Phillies started the season constituted right now without Harper or Machado, I think they have a, they're going to contend. They're going to contend, especially especially in a division where the Mets can't stay healthy and they're run like a minor league team anyway. Um, Marlins suck. The Marlins suck. Washington might not even if Harper doesn't go back to Washington, there's really they're nobody wrong. there. Yeah. And you got the young Braves, so you have a, a decent shot. Sorry, let me let me butt in here. Did you say if we don't get either of them? Yeah. All right. What, what do we contend for? The, the division? Who gives a crap? You realize last year we were in first place in July, and then exiting July, we had the biggest collapse in MLB history. <laughs> like, cool. I guess that, that can happen again. Like, you've got to get us a star. This is bull crap. And our manager, you know, our manager Gabe Kapler is all about the analytics. So oh, people are already that's, hating that's on Puma's, that. I mean, that's Puma's I'm, I'm favorite okay kind of guy. Yeah, he's all about the uh, coconut oil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he's the type of guy that says, well, I can't start this guy because it's over 65 degrees and it's cloudy outside and he didn't sleep well last night and he took a shit before the game, so he can't play. <laughs> it's, it's uh, he, he juggles around the line. It just drives people insane down here, but, uh, at least he doesn't start the um, the game with a relief pitcher. Oh, He's not one of those guys. Oh, my God. A la Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah, the fucking Rays, man. That's the worst. They might throw stuff at him if they did, if they did that down here. Well, they got now, they're proposing that rule, what was that, for 2020, right, Puma? Uh, the relief pitcher has to face three batters. At least three batters. Which is bullshit. Because then there goes the lefty specialist. Yeah. You know? Uh, I don't like that at all. Yeah. No. I don't what like about, any of the rule changes. What about, what about possible... Uh, DH in the NL. No, I, I like the, the pitcher trying to hit. It brings more strategy into the game. It's what we're used to. Absolutely. I no, I agree. Yeah, the, if you get rid of the pitcher hitting and you add the DH, there's no more double switches. There's no more, like he said, strategic. Putting the pitcher in left field so you don't take him out of the game and then bringing him back in because it's of one batter. You know, it really does take the fun out of being because baseball is strategy. You know, when to hit and run, when to steal, when to take the pitcher out, when to pitch hit for the pitcher. So you get that in the in the NL, and um, you know, it, it's it's for me. I didn't even like the fact that they 
made the, the intentional walk just a free pass, literally. Mm. You just say, yeah. hey, here's a walk, go to first base, you know? Yeah, that's, that's, that's stupid. But, so, that's our baseball. At least, at least that speeds up the game a little bit. Yeah, a whole five seconds. The only positive from that, yeah, true. Oh, I like the six mound visits though. The six mound visits were were was a good change because that'll really slow the game. Down. That really does. That is really what slows the game down. All the freaking pitching mound visits, but um, so we got our our taste of what people in Philly are thinking on the baseball side of it. So Chen's, let's segue into right. the Sixers deal. So so Austin was talking about his frustrations with the the Phillies owner, right? Uh, how about the Sixers owner, Austin? Your boys. Who Joshua Harris, who owns the Devils? Yeah, sure. Uh, well, that's his name, right? What's, what's the uh, <laughs> what's the song? It's uh, clap your hands, everybody, Philadelphia, Philadelphia. Sixers. Yeah, Sixers, and they just traded not former number one overall pick Fultz to uh, to the Magic for Jonathan Simmons, who I don't even know who who that is, a future Thunder first round pick. And a future Cavs second round pick, so the Seventy Sixers just completely gave up on Fultz. Have you given up? Have I given up on what the the clown organization that is the Sixers or on Fultz? Oh, trust it, man. Trust the process. Oh my God, you're gonna start with the process. The process was ruined by the NBA <laughs> when they forced us to fire Hinky. So oh. I, I don't like anything that's going on because I think they're rushing. I think they're oh my god we got to win now and I mean there's no there's no reason for this and I, I think honestly I think it's more of a problem with the NBA where these stars are trying to form these super teams and but apparently the super teams only want to play in warm weather I, I don't get it I mean why would you not want to come here with Simmons and Embiid but I mean this this organization is such a joke it's I mean hiring Colangelo he. He, he traded what he yeah what did he trade for folds folds he traded um, a first round pick to move up from three to one right just yeah to get Fultz, and do Fultz you, can't even shoot a basketball do, do, do you know do you know what that first that that third overall pick ended up being yeah Tatum Tatum you could have had fucking Jason Tatum oh thanks and then hold hold on a second though you guys just went to the Eastern Conference Finals right. I haven't seen a meaningful Nick game since I was 12 years old. So at least you got that going for you. Start the process. Yeah, yeah. But, we've been starting yeah, the process wait, since hold 2001. Hold on, you can't even come. Yeah, well, you don't have you don't have Hinky, the ultimate processor. <laughs> <laughs> you can't you can't say that to a Sixers fan when they've yeah, dude they've been so I'm bad not, for so long. For a Sixers championship. <laughs> the Knicks have a one. Was the last time the Knicks won? 1970. Yeah, in the 70s. Oh, um, yeah, of you guys. <laughs> yeah, but I like that to to Tobias Harris trade though, at least. It, yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm okay with it, but and that's why they traded Fultz for those picks. They were trying to re- recoup some picks. Yeah, because I think he's a, I think he's a free agent after this year. So, like you were saying, they're trying. Oh, him, him and Butler. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, him and Butler. So you guys, damn, you guys got a fucking nice little squad now. Yeah, and we got Redick to complete the. Uh, Starting five, so I mean it's a, it's a great starting five. I, I don't know if it's going to beat the Warriors, but, but that's about it. Well, you got you got to get out of the East first. You got to beat. In my opinion, it's you, it's you and the Raptors, uh, because especially after the trade they made, they got Marcus All, and they traded uh, Jonas Valanciunas, Delon Wright, C.J. Miles, 
and a 2024 second round pick for Gasol. I think like now they're starting five. You got Kyle Lowry, your boy Villanova, uh, Danny Green, Kawhi, Siakam, and Marcus Gasol. That's a fucking great starting five. That can compete with yours. Yeah, we just we just lost it in the other night too. Yeah. Um, I, I like Milwaukee. I think Milwaukee's a good team too. I think they they might be in first right now in the East. They are well, um, yeah. They have one of the best records in the in the league, but I, I don't know. I don't know if they can keep that going for the playoffs. That's just my opinion. I don't know. I mean, see, the whole the whole point of the process was to win a championship. Now you now you have these idiots on ESPN and even the local media. Oh, the process is complete. We have the starting five. The process is not complete until I'm sitting there sweating my ass off at an NBA parade coming down Broad Street. That's when the, <laughs> that's when the process is complete. And I just I think I think the NBA ruined it, and I'm not really happy with the way things are going right now. I mean, obviously it's great we have a great starting five, but then what happens next year when Butler and what's his name leave? Tobias Harris leave. Then we're then we're left the right where we started, and we yep. got rid of all these players. Yeah, you're back with Simmons and Embiid, and hopefully and hoping no for the else. best. Literally, no one else. Yeah, it's it looks like it's this year or bust for them. Yeah, but the, the process wasn't to be good for one year. It was to be good for year after year after year. I mean, it's just it's unbelievable that this organization organization is a joke. I mean, obviously, I'm still gonna watch and cheer, but it's it, it's like. I just think what could have been if they didn't have to fire Hinky and we kept kept, uh, kept collecting assets, as they would call it. Yeah. We had so many assets, so many picks. Yeah, that was your and that was your thing. Now they're all gone, and we're down to one year. It seems like. Well, let's see what happens. But uh, real quick, run through of the other NBA trades: Shumpert to Rockets. Did you see that? Uh oh, did we lose him? Technical difficulties? Yo, Austin. Wait, me? Yeah. No. You, you didn't see Shumpert to Rockets? No, no, I didn't see that. Actually. Yeah, Iman Shumpert got traded to the Rockets. I think it's a good addition for uh, for Houston. They had a perimeter defender, a guy who can give you a couple points. Yeah, well, James Harden doesn't play defense. Yeah, you know what? All he has to do is keep fucking scoring over 30 points a game. Now you got another guy who can play defense. I'm fine with that. Uh, Harrison Barnes got traded mid-game to the Kings. Oh, I saw that. That was hilarious. The the Knicks bought out Cantor and Matthews and Cantor. Uh, sorry, Matthews is um is probably going to sign with the Pacers. It sounds like. Fucking Lakers traded Ivica Zubac and Mike Beasley for your boy Mike Muscala, and yep. poss- that opens up a roster spot for. Possibly Carmelo Anthony. And that's what everyone's talking about. Melo and LeBron teaming up. Speaking of, right now, LeBron's playing the, uh, the Celtics on ESPN. Uh, sorry, TNT. Both these teams were uh, trying to get Anthony Davis. And listen to these fucking offers. I want Puma to listen to this too. The Celtics offered Tatum, uh, Al Horford, and two first round picks for Anthony Davis and they and the Pelicans turned that down. The Lakers offered Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, Lonzo Ball, uh the fuck's his what's his what's his first name from, from Villanova, Austin? The guy Hart, what's his first name? Josh Hart. 
Yeah, Josh Hart. Yeah. Josh Hart, Zubak, and two first-round picks. That's like half their fucking team. Dude, that's a whole starting five of, of guys who are under 23 years old and two fucking first-round picks, and the New Orleans turned that down. I don't know. Probably because Alonzo Ball. Yeah, Lamar. <laughs> I Lamar. wouldn't want him anywhere near my team. Lamar. Oh, Lavar. What the fuck is his name? Whatever his name is. Um, oh, but yeah, so... They're just, no, I, don't they're, want, I don't want his son either. I don't want Lonzo. Yeah, no, I wouldn't want him. They're all in on keeping Davis, playing him out, and then having him just sign for the for the hoping. I guess they're hoping that he stays and changes his mind, but he ain't gonna change his mind. He's next year. He's gonna sign with the Lakers anyway, and the Lakers are gonna be able to keep all their young guys. Or the Clippers. Nah. You know, they they just opened up space for two uh, max contracts. That's true, but I don't know. I feel like he would I mean, want to play with the. I mean, if these fighters want to go to L.A., why not go to the Clippers. That's true. That's true. Good point. All right. Before we let you go, Austin, I want to know the best cheesesteak in Philly is. Uh, I'd get go with uh, Prince uh, Steve's Prince of Steaks. See, there you go. Never heard free of them. free advertising. Never heard of them. Not one of the big names you hear unless you're in the unless you're down there. You know for yourself. So, yeah, it's not a tourist spot, and they got this melted American cheese. There you go. Pretty good. Before before we let you go, so I want to get your opinion on this. So Chenz and I made a little side bet about Harper, and the bet is is that if Harper signs with the Yankees, I have to wear a Wiener high, Wiener costume to a Yankee game, and if he loses, he's got to wear the Wiener costume. Wouldn't you love to see a picture of Chenz in a hot dog costume at a Major League Baseball game? Uh, if it means the Yankees get Harper, no. <laughs> so he's he's with me. <laughs> so we're gonna so that's one for me. It's one on my side that Harper's not gonna be a Yankee because I agree. I don't think he's gonna be a Yankee. I don't think the Yankees are gonna want to pay him. But so right. looks like you're wearing a hot dog costume soon, we'll buddy. See. We'll see. Man, mate, awesome. Always a pleasure talking to you. Thanks for calling in. And uh, next time Philly pops up on the the world of sports, we'll give you a call back. Yeah, let me know. Thanks for having me. Good luck with the podcast, guys. All right, later. Thanks, Austin. So that was Austin from Philly giving us our hit us our Philly fill um, on what's going on down in the trenches in Philadelphia with the Sixers and and the Phillies after making that deal. But um, now we cover we cover a lot of different sports here but i kind of do want to go back to baseball since base it is we are on the eve finally on the eve of baseball season i've been waiting so long since october for baseball to come back and i'm so happy it's back and can you feel it again I, I can't and i'm so excited you know when you see that picture of the sun rising over the stadium at the low level with the grass it's just so bone chilling um but yeah, you know, Harper Harper's up in the air, Machado's up in the air. Um, you know, we our views are very very known here with where he's going or where he's not going. Um I really don't want to really make any predictions on where they're going yet. It's still there's still really no um leads. They're very dead leads. Like, you know, the picture of him yeah, shaving. They're, they're 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 pulling at straws here, you know. Like we talked about the shaving, right? That's getting all Yankee fans like me, I'll admit, excited for nothing, probably. And uh the picture of the bats, Philly colors, right, for Harper. And uh 
now this Riamudo trade, everyone's saying, oh, it's going to make him want to come to the Phillies because now he's got a good catcher. He's always wanted a good catcher. It, they're just they're they're trying to look for anything to prove that he's going somewhere. Well, hold on, let's just Why? take. He's gonna end up on the fucking Mariners or some shit. Let's like he's gonna pull a Robinson Cano, and you know who had the best quote when Cano signed was Pete Rose. Pete Rose said he just signed a ten year deal to play golf in October. That's exactly what's gonna happen. That's that's a lot of hate. That's a lot of hate on that deal. But the MLB offseason is so slow. That the biggest thing that they covered before the Riamutu trade today was the fact that Zach Britton changed his name from Z A C H to Z A C K. So they're they're really grasping at straws just to get people interested in what's going on. Um I also I also want to count how many times Puma has missed has botched Riamuto's name. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Riamuto, happy? I'm not enunciating the T.O. I mean, look, it's a guy's name. It's not like it's a, it's a, I don't know. Listen, he's going to be in in Philly. We're never going to, you know, he's going to be in New York 18, 19 times a year. But, you know, we're really not going to hear much of him. You know, I really like, you know, Austin even said it, you know, they're contending to win the division, but that's not enough. You know, I like the passion and the fact he's that. He's right, though. He is he, right. He does have a point. But. But. They they're still a young team, aren't they? Yeah, Nola's young, okay, Hoskins so, young. So they've got time. Miguel Franco is still there. They've got time. I think he he was more dead on about the Sixers saying, "Yeah, okay, win the division, big fucking deal. Mm-hmm. Process not complete until we win a championship." And don't know if that's gonna happen, pal. Mm, yeah, because I, not because of the East, because of the fucking Warriors. You know, you got the Warriors. You got you got the Warriors. That's, that's it. it. I mean. With this starting five that they have, they can they can definitely compete with Toronto. They can definitely compete with Boston, and they can they can compete with Milwaukee, I believe. But the Warriors, man, they're just on a whole new fucking level. Unless somebody for the Warriors gets hurt and really levels out, right, but still, that's the only way. Not, that's not, the only way. They still they still have five All Stars starting, and they they have fucking Andre Iguodala on their bench. That former, old man is still playing. Former. 76er, right? But dude, he 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 has transformed his game. He was a score high flyer in Philly. Now he's more just a lockdown defender. And that's why Houston's not going to get through because they're going to throw him on Harden. Harden's going to he's going to shut down well, Harden. Yes and no. I, Harden is just such a good score. He's the best scorer in the game. Mm-hmm. He can score. Any way he wants to, he has a, a endless list of weapons to use in order to score. But I'll go back to what I, we were talking about before with Shumpert going to Houston. I I I cannot express enough how much I really like that trade, and that to me puts them in direct contention with the Warriors. Say what you want about the Nuggets. Say what you want about L.A. if they ever make a run. You know, Utah's got a good team. But, man, the Rockets got Chris Paul now. They've had him. James Harden still doing his thing. And now you get a really solid perimeter defender. Defender? Defender. defender. <laughs> and uh, Clint Capella down low. To me, that's that's a recipe for success. And 
think they're going to make a very, very deep run to the playoffs. You know, uh, yeah, whatever you say. I agree with whatever you say because right. I'm not, you know, really following basketball as close. But one thing I do want to say is we the baseball world lost mm. a Hall of Fame outfielder, um, first black manager in the MLB, yep. and that is Frank Robinson. He passed away today. Um he was in his 80s, so he lived a nice, full life. It's sad to see him go. It's always sad to see a sports legend um, pass away, no matter what sport is being represented or how old they are or whatever the case may be. Um, so so you- our condolences out to the Robinson family. And, um, you know, he was, he, was, uh, he was a Hall of Fame outfielder who hit 586 home runs, which is good for 10th all-time. He's the only where only player to win the MVP award in both leagues. That's crazy to think. He won two World Series with the Orioles, and he managed for sixteen seasons. So I, I he had a that, very full that, career. Uh, that MVP in the ALNL, him being the only player to do that, I think that's crazy. How has that not happened again? You know, because baseball is a sport where. Players move relatively frequently. I don't even know if that was proper English. Too many mm. adverbs. But uh, unlike hockey, where it feels like a guy stays on a team forever, right? Yeah. For the most part. Mm-hmm. The NBA, everyone's fucking changing. NFL, people t- change teams that they change their underwear. So, which hopefully is a lot. But for Frank Robinson to win the MVP in both leagues, be the only guy to do that, pretty incredible. So, let's see here. He won the MVP with Cincinnati in 61. Um, And then he won the MVP in 66 with Baltimore. So, and for some reason or another... Oh, here we go. I'm on the real stats. I'm not on the fucking sabermetric stats. Uh, In 61... He hit 37 home runs and 124 RBIs, um, 22 stolen bases. He only now this this stat right here is just to show you the change in baseball now that bothers the living hell out of me. Is in 635 plate appearances, which equal to 545 at bats. How many times do you think this guy struck out? Say it again. Uh, 635 plate appearances, which equivalented to 545 at-bats. How many times do you think this guy struck out? Hundred. 64 times. That's fucking awesome. Okay. The most times he struck out in a season <clears throat> was 165. He struck out a hundred times in '65. That not his MVP season. Oh, you were talking. Oh, we were talking about just that MVP season. Oh God! He struck out sixty-two times. So in a span of two years, he struck out a hundred and twenty-six times. Who? Oh, dude, Joey Votto has a crazy stat like that, where he he like never strikes out. He only grounds out or fucking pops out. Who was on this? This, to me, is the most incredible stat of all time. So, 
this is the well no this is the 2018 strikeout leaders for bat for batting because the pitching stats are coming up okay major league here we go here we go strikeouts Mancata led the league in strikeouts with 217 okay Stanton at 211. Harper at 169. Like, these guys are striking out. If you take Robinson's MVP number of 64 and multiply it by three, it's still less than Moncada. And he's still not even, he's barely in the top five. And that's, that's multiplied three times. Okay? Now, Everybody's talking about these rule changes and how we make the game better. You know what? You know how you would make the game better? If hitters actually hit 300 instead of hitting 240 and hitting 250 and trying to hit the ball out of the ballpark. Yeah, I know. Chicks dig the long ball, going back to that commercial with Glavin and, and Maddox. But still, right? I want a guy that's going to go up there and, and hit 290, 300, you know? I mean, the the three hundred hitter is dying in the sport because these oh, it's fucking extinct, bro. Well, I'm looking at it here. They're the, in the top ten in the in batting leaders. The the guy who's hitting three oh eight. Now, if you go back to maybe 1995, all the top ten they're probably hitting three ten and above, three fifteen and above. I was watching Yankees Classic one day, and in the in the 90s, you know, Bernie. Tino, Paul O'Neill, everybody was was batting very high twos, low threes. And it was like a normal thing. It was normal. You know, I mean, if you... Now, the Yankees' biggest bugaboo, you know, is the fact that they can't put the ball in play in big spots. And they're a home run hitting team. And if, you know, I think... There's only one team that led the league in home runs and won the World Series, and that was the 2009 Yankees. And it was actually interesting because the Yankees led the American League in majors in home runs, and the Phillies led the National League in home runs, right? But if that that was the only time in MLB history that that's happened, okay? Like I said, going back to the unlisted episode we had when we were talking about the Red Sox, you know, the reason why they're, they were so good in the playoffs was because they hit the ball and they put the ball in play. You know, there's no defense against a strikeout. None. There's no defense against a strikeout. So if you don't put the ball in play and put pressure on the defense to make the throw and make the play, you know, you're, you're, you're lose, at a losing battle here. So, you know, I, I, you know, I, I really, I know we just, we were talking about Frank Robinson and we got on the side tangent about strikeouts, but... You know, it needs to be addressed. And you know what? This whole launch angle bullshit, it needs exit to go. Velo. Uh, you know, exit velo's fine. You hit the ball hard. You hit the ball hard. Hit the ball hard, good things happen. Hit the ball on the ground, good things happen. You know, but the, save, the, the, the new way of teaching hitting is not helping. Hitters are losing the strike zone. They're waving at pitches. How many times do you watch a major league game and a hitter just looks lost? He has no approach. 
If a right-handed hitter can't put his foot in the ground and hit the ball the other way to move a runner over to third base, there's no situational hitting outside of a sack fly. And the only reason why the sack fly isn't dead is because people still try to hit home runs. Okay, They don't shorten up with two strikes. And you, uh, there's a majority of these guys that don't that have the same approach 0-0 and 0-2. So it drives me absolutely crazy you know, as a coach and watching the game as a coach because when you coach baseball, you're watching the game you're watching it through a coach's lens. So you're thinking, okay, shouldn't they bunt here? Shouldn't they steal? Should, what about a hit and run? Get the runners moving. You know, I remember Girardi in game, I think it was game four or five when they came back late in the game against the Astros in the championship series. Sanchez was hitting O for something. And they decided, Didi was on, thir- on first base. And they decided to do a hit and run. And what did Sanchez do? He put his foot in the ground and shot the ball up the alley. Didi scored from first base. Like, as much as these people don't want to admit it, the hit and run, the stolen base, the bunt, still plays an important part in the game of baseball, in the strategy of baseball. I don't care what computer nerd tells me and what numbers you throw at me. You know, it's asinine. It's asinine. So... Yeah, I, I agree, thousand percent. The the Red Sox did that. They played small ball. They stole bases. They stole bases. They played defense. Even, even going breaking it down further, they they ran the bases very well. Yes, and that is, is I feel like that's a skill that not a lot of people acknowledge. But if your guys can run the bases the right way, be smart about it. That's that's an extra run that you can add on, you know. Yeah, and if you don't run the bases, you know, the right way, then it's an extra out. Yeah. You know, baseball. If you break baseball down even further than just nine innings, it's twenty-seven outs, and normally whoever gets to twenty-seven outs faster wins the game. It's true, you know. You you if you really talk if you really talk to a coach who knows what he's talking about, you know, they talk about the free base battle. And what's the free base battle? Walks, hit by pitch, errors. And extra outs that you get, you know, and that's what drove me crazy about the Yankees is that they gave so many extra outs to other teams that, and they shot themselves in the foot and they couldn't get off the field, you know, and their pitchers out there throwing extra pitches, you know, I know Sonny Gray's in Cincinnati now and he's going to end up being a Cy Young Award candidate now, but, but I felt bad for the guy sometimes because he was, he was throwing outs and he wasn't getting those outs, Hmm. you know, I mean, as a pitcher, that's so frustrating. Yeah, no. And and going back to uh, Joey Votto, I pulled up his 2017 stats. Mm-hmm. I believe that's what they were referencing this time. Uh, at-bats, so plate appearances, 707. At-bats, 559. Mm-hmm. He walked 134 times, career high. Oh, sorry, second career high. Third, actually. <laughs> Fourth? Fifth? Third, sixth? Third, third. And he only struck out 83 times. That's amazing, man. Well, I'm, I got something to say. Look up Tony Gwynn's stats. There was a season where Tony Gwynn struck out like 10 times in a full MLB season. Let's see. But, you know, you, you know, you know, it's exciting that baseball's back, but, you know, these the and I keep calling them nerds because that's what they are. They don't even know what a fucking baseball looks like, 
and they're telling us how to play the game. And they're saying numbers, 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 numbers. Yeah, numbers don't lie. But at the same time, numbers do lie. Because you can't take the emotion and the human element out of the game of baseball. Because what if the numbers say that you're supposed to bring in this pitcher in this situation? So this pitcher comes in, and he doesn't have it that day. But the numbers told you to bring him in. But you know, your pitching coach in the bullpen says, listen, uh, let's just say Batanzas, because Batanzas is you know, known to have control issues. Uh, you know, Mike Harkey calls up Boone and goes, listen, Dellen doesn't have it today. I know what the book says, but Dellen doesn't have it today. Let's sit him down and let's get let's get Adovino up for the game, for, for this inning. You know, I think Adovino would be better suited. But if the numbers say play Batanzas, play Batanzas. And then after, if it doesn't work after the game, Boone will sit in front of the media and say, well, we looked at our binder and our binder said Batanzas was right for that situation. But you, like I said, you can't take the human element out of the game. I mean, you know, I've played the game for so long that I, I know it's true. There are days where I pitch and I'm lights out. I have everything's working, my curveball, my change, my fastball's working. I can put it anywhere I want. And then there's days where I have to grind and I don't have my curveball that day or my fastball's a little wild or I'm missing my, my mark by a little bit. And I got to make an adjustment to succeed. And I can't just trust a number that says, oh, well, my ERA on Sunday mornings is a .6 when it's sunny out and I got eight, eight hours sleep and I'm not fighting with my girlfriend. Like, I don't care about that. I honestly don't. So, Chenz, I see that you, you have the Tony Gwynn stats up. Sure do. All right, so read his strikeout totals. I'm going go, to go down the list all 20 years that he played. All right? Keep in mind that the last two years of his career, he played 140 and then 112 games, respectively. Sorry, uh, he had that many at-bats. So, those numbers are going to be slightly skewed. However, you'll be surprised just how not far off from the norm they are. So, when was his rookie year? 82. So, this is 82 to... to 01. 01. Okay, so 19 years. Here we go. Well, no, it's 20 years. 20 years. Okay. All right, 20 seasons. Ready? Go rookie, ahead. rookie year, 16 strikeouts. How many at-bats? 190. Okay. All right, so then my first number is going to be at best and strikeouts, right? We're just going to bang this out. 304, 21. 606, 23. So he doubled his at bats and only added two more strikeouts. 671, 33. 701, 35. 680, 35. Uh, 521, 40. That's the most he's ever had. That was in 1988. He was 28 years old. 604 at-bats the next year, 30 strikeouts. 
573 at-bats, 23 strikeouts. 530 at-bats, 19 strikeouts. 520, 16. 489, 19. 419, 19. 577, 15. 451, 17. 592, 28. 461, 18. 411, 14. And then 127, 4. 102, 9. Career batting average of 338. So uh, that's so what's, that's what in was 20 this? years, dude. That's amazing. So he hit 338. How many career strikeouts? Total career strikeouts of 434. 434. Yeah. Uh, how many hits did he have? Hits. Career. Career hits. Well, 3,141. So you just proved my point. And my point is, is that back in the day, and he played from 82 to 01. So he played the entire, through the entire decades of the 90s and the entire decades of the 80s for the most part, outside of two years. Yeah. And he struck out 400 times. Right? There are guys who strike out 400 now that strike out 400 times. Let's look up uh, Chris Davis. And King. he strikes, they, or, Mar- or Mark Reynolds. Is even worse. Well, Chris, Crush Davis, Crush. his nickname, who I drafted in fantasy last year, and I Why? dropped because I needed a first baseman. I was late in the draft. Come on! I thought I was trying to find lightning in a bottle. It didn't work. Dude, look at this, man. Two two hundred eight in two, 2015, two nineteen in twenty sixteen. That's just two years, right? What was the exact number for Gwen? Like four thirty something. So so let's just call it four thirty. So in two years, is Mark Reynolds with a with a K or a C? K. In two years, Davis struck out just as much as Gwynn did in twenty. Yeah. Okay, but you want to know what made Gwynn such a great hitter? What was it? He had an approach at the plate, and what's sad is, and you know, I love my players, and they're great kids, but every time I would talk to them about having an approach, they looked at me like I had six fucking heads. And it's because they didn't, they're didn't. they not taught to have an approach at the plate. So I actually sat them down in a classroom for practice one day and created this whole PowerPoint on approach. I showed them videos of Gwyn, Ripken, these guys talking about approach and how important it was. And after we had that conversation... I was keeping their stats, their batting averages, and the balls put in play skyrocketed because they understood what they were doing with the bat in their hands. It wasn't strikeout or bust. It wasn't dip the shoulder and try to get underneath the ball and elevate. It was put the ball on the ground, hit the ball hard, and good things happen. We we won six games in a row after that conversation that we had. And Gwyn... Had that. If you watch Gwyn's at bats with two strikes, he would choke up on the bat, shorten his swing, and just put the ball in play. You know? And you're talking about the major league, so they make the play eight eight out of ten times. So imagine now in college and in high school baseball. You know, they're making the play six out of ten times. And those are opportunities that can lead to a big inning, an error that leads to a big inning, and it and it can really change the momentum of a game or or a season. You know, I remember... Now, this is as a Yankee fan, this is painful to talk about. But do you know the play 
that changed the entire momentum of the 2004 American League Championship Series? No? Dave Roberts, the manager for the Dodgers, stole second base. And that completely opened up the floodgates. The Red Sox went to go do something that no team has ever done and won the first their first World Series since the Bambino. So those little things can be such a catalyst for that stuff. And, you know, it, 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 it pains me. It pains me when I'm keeping the book at a game and it's K. Backwards K. 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 Backwards K. K. Backwards K. Pop out to the second baseman. K. Like... It's 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 boring, and I'm and and if I'm calling it boring, then it's got to be boring, especially when it comes to baseball. You know, like I said, I can go watch a San Diego Padre game in the middle of the in the middle of the summer on a random Tuesday night when they're playing in fucking Kansas City, just to watch the game. And you know, I'm not saying I need offense, but play the game the right way. These these nerds that have a degree from Yale in computer science are ruining the game. 100% ruining the game. And, you know, I'm not really yelling and screaming and banging on the table because nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to change. It's, it's, it's embarrassing. You know, and they're talking about ways to speed up the game. But if you made your game more excited, more exciting, and you put a better product on the field, then... A John Carlos Stanton who's striking out 211 times and in 150 of those strikeouts are waving at a slider that breaks away from him because he's guessing. Like, that's not fun. Like, if you know, if you want somebody to look that bad, give me a bat. I'll go stand in there and just shut my eyes and close swinging anything. You know, I could do what John Car- John Carlos Stanton does when he swings and misses. It's you know, it's crazy, but. You know, we didn't get to... So that's my rant about baseball. We're going to be talking about baseball for a while because it's such a long season. But um, we talked about the NBA uh, and the NHL. The NHL hot stove is finally starting to cook. It's finally starting to have some movement. Um, One of the guys that I said was going to get traded actually got dealt. Yeah, you called it. Uh, Brian Boyle got dealt for a second-round pick from the Devils to Nashville. The Rangers traded Cody McLeod, another enforcer-type guy, for a seventh-round pick. You know, I mean, it's a seventh-round pick, but Henrik Lundqvist was drafted in the sixth round. So you never know with the NHL and those picks. You know, um, there's a lot of other rumors that are going around right now. Um, The... Edmonton Oilers are trying to free up some cap space. Um, they're trying to uh, they're shopping around Nugent Hopkins. Wow. Um, you know, one of their prized early draft picks that never really panned out. Um, you know, this is very a la Gretzky when Gretzky got traded to the Kings because they were, the Edmonton couldn't pay for the the contract. Um, Toronto's talking to Toronto's talking to. Um, to Carolina about a certain trade. Um, you know, it, it's very, uh, you know, a lot of rumors going around, you know, outside of the movement of some of the trades that have been made, a lot of rumors are going around. Um, you know, here at home, you know, Matt Zuccarello by the day, his trade stock is rising by the day. Skyrocketing. Dude. You know, 
and he's on fire. You know, uh, him and Zibanejad. Well, you know what? Like we talked about, though, is is it a product of Zuccarello or is Zibanejad finally coming to his own? I mean, that goal he scored last night in the shootout yeah. was nasty. The the kid the kid is very very talented and he's they so said, fun to watch. They said that when when we got him, he's got great hands, and it showed. He's been, but I, you know, I think you, I think there's some there's some uh, weight to that that Zuccarello's play has been so good that it's making his advantage ad look better. But I still think he's pretty good on his own. Yeah, I mean, I think so too. You know, he's a big body. He gets he he finds open spaces on the ice, and he and not for nothing, he could distribute the puck too. Yeah, you know, he yeah. can distribute the puck as well. Um, you know, like you said, he's got great hands. Um, you know, looking at the standings right now, Tampa Bay is running away with the East, uh, and probably the President's Trophy. I mean, Calgary is the closest the closest team with seventy three points, and Tampa Bay's got eighty one points. Um, you know, there's. More separation when it comes to playoff positioning in the East. Um, right now, if the play, if the season were to end today, you would have Tampa Bay against Columbus. Uh, Toronto, uh, the Islanders would play Montreal. Toronto against Boston, which would be a, is probably a great series. Um, and Washington and Pittsburgh in the West, and then well, the team that's out. Looking is out right now. That's looking on the outside. Looking in is Carolina with sixty points, and Buffalo with fifty nine, and then the surging Philadelphia Flyers are coming up this are coming up this uh, the standings. They're at fifty five points, so they're six points out of a playoff spot right now. And you got the Rangers who are at fifty four points. So you know but there's a after after buffalo you know there's four points between buffalo and philly five points between buffalo and the rangers so if you really the rangers realistically if you realistically don't have a shot at making the playoffs i think cuz they have to jump too many teams they got to jump philly they have to jump buffalo carolina columbus so there's too many teams and then you're going to face a tampa bay team in the first round i looking at that outlet outlook i'd much rather just get the draft pick and get more a better chance at, at a top 3 pick than Trying to push for the playoffs, uh, in the West, in the Western Conference, uh, Calgary's the one seed right now at seventy three points. Winnipeg's right behind them with seventy one. Um, but the wild card, the wild card standings, and the teams that are fighting for playoff position is a little bit closer, um, because the team that's in last place right now in the West are the Kings, and they're realistically only four points out of a playoff spot. So you got wow. Ottawa with 45 points, and Columbus has got 61, which is your bottom team. And our the West bottom team is four points out. So let's just put it this way. If Carolina, Buffalo, Philly, and the Rangers were all in the Western Conference, they'd be ahead or tied with Vancouver for the second wild card. So if the season ended today, let's do it again like we did for the East. Uh, Calgary would play Vancouver. Winnipeg would play Minnesota, Nashville would play Dallas, and San Jose would play Vegas. But it is February. There are still a lot of trades that are going to be made, and they still have a good about two months left in the season, two and a half months left in the season. So a lot's going to happen in the hockey world between now and then. Um, So I think that we've covered 
everything that we wanted to cover in this show today. So do you have a push and pull factor? Do you have your pull, uh, uh, your push factor for yeah, today? Briefly. Okay, what do you briefly. got? What do you got? So it talks about the upcoming NBA All-Star game. And I don't know if you are aware, but they are drafting teams this year. Uh, LeBron's a captain for the West. Giannis is the captain for the East. And if you go on ESPN.com, you have the chance to be the captain. You can pick the teams, and they will simulate it in a game style. Um, you get to pick a coaching style, how you're going to run the game. But I've got a bone to pick with this. So maybe this is my push or pull. I was pulled to talk to do this. But pushed away once I started playing this game. So I started playing the game. And it says, your turn to pick a captain. So you have the two, you have the choice of picking Giannis or LeBron. So I picked LeBron because he's LeBron. But if you look at his stats, and I want you to see these with me so you can see what I'm talking about. Okay, they have shooting, scoring, passing, rebounding, defense. And if the bar is blue, then that means they are elite at that skill. If it's gray, it means they are not elite. They are telling me that Giannis is elite in scoring, passing, rebounding, and defending. Which, okay, fine, I can agree with. But they're telling me that LeBron James is not an elite rebounder. Are you fucking kidding me? He get, he grabs boards all day long. He does everything. He does. Ev he's the best. He does everything. He should be... All blue. All blue. So, should we do a live game right now? Little, real quick? It's really quick. It's your pull factor, so whatever you want. Fuck it. How are we, we doing? We got time. Let's do it. I'm doing a live. Here we go. I'm going to go with LeBron. I lost the last time I did this. They picked Giannis, obviously. All right. Here we go. Now you get to pick the starters. Ready? You get a nice list of starters. All right. I'm going to go, my first pick is going to be Kevin Durant. And they say that he's not an elite shooter, which is bullshit, or an elite rebounder. I mean, he and he's even a good defender, too. What the fuck? This is garbage. But I go Durant, computer picks Harden, okay? I'm going to pick... Look at this. They have Kawhi Leonard as a non-elite defender. I, I mean, you can, this is stupid. All right, I'm going to go Curry. Computer picks Kawhi Leonard. Okay. Give me Paul George. Computer picks Kyrie. All right, now I'm left with Joel Embiid or Kemba Walker. Embiid. Yeah, I'm going Embiid. They draft Kemba. All right, now you get to pick the reserves. Nice long list of reserves. I'm going with him. Hot topic, the brow, Anthony Davis. They pick Damian Lillard. All right, now this is where it gets tricky. I'm going to go Clay Thompson. I want a nice shooter on my team. Okay, he picks Blake Griffin. Pfft. 
definitely could have been better. All right, I'm going with the Joker, Nikola Jokic. Picks Bradley Beal. So he's definitely going for shooting and scoring here. Uh, let's see. Westbrook. Boom. Give me that. Picks Big Cat. Carl Anthony Towns. Okay. Fine. Give me... I'm going to take all the rebounds. Give me Vucevic. This guy. This guy's not getting any rebounds. Gets LaMarcus Aldridge. All right. Give me Kyle Lowry. Takes D'Angelo Russell. Give me Ben Simmons. He takes Chris Middleton. And now it's left between the two vets, Dirk or Dwayne Wade. <laughs> I said previously that he was my f formerly most hated player, but I've always respected him. I would have picked him regardless. I'm going D-Wade. And he picks Dirk. All right, so now pick a coaching style. Find shooters, call an ISO, pass it around. Yeah, right. Crash the boards, play tough D. We are calling ISO. Let's do it. Let's see what happens. Now we simulate. Let's see what happens. Here we go. Puma's watching now. Oh, fuck. I'm getting smoked in the first half. Oh, my God, dude. All right. So now You're I'm down, down nine. I'm down nine. <sighs> that could have gone better, it says. Want to change up your style or stick with the call and ISO and hope for the best? Oh, man. I think I'm going to do crash the boards. Let's see what happens. You said that. That's what you said you wanted to do. Oh, oh, oh. Come on. Oh, lost by two. Are you serious? It's bullshit. You mean to tell me LeBron, Durant, Curry, Anthony Davis, they're going to lose? Come on. So that's an, that was an interesting pull factor. Yeah, you know, they're, they're, I don't know how the NBA can get something like that wrong. Where they have their miss, they're mismatching their own players. But my pull factor is something we covered earlier. It's the proposed rule changes uh, in the MLB. Um, so they're proposing a universal DH. So that means a DH in both leagues. Um, you know, we talked about it with Austin. Uh, he's against it. I'm against it. You know, I'm I'm what they call a baseball purist, so I like the game the way it is. It doesn't need to be changed. Like I said, and before, if you put on a better product on the field, you don't have to change the rules. Okay, you know, it's there. You know, it's not the system isn't broken. It's the fact that these organizations are listening to people who don't have no baseball experience. So. And then they're they're hiring their coaching staff based on the Saber metrics. So that's what I think is the problem. Another uh, rule change that they're proposing is a three batter minimum for pitchers. Um, for relief pitchers. For relief pitchers. Um, I totally disagree with that as well. Um, you know, part of the base part of part of the game. That's so interesting is the strategy that these people, that these managers use with their bullpen and with their pitchers. So, you know, I'm going to name drop a guy right here that nobody's name has probably heard in years. Mike Myers was a lefty submarine pitcher, right? He was only brought on the team to face a lefty. So he was, he, the Yankees brought him on to face Ortiz pretty much. That was the lefty he needed to get out. And that type of role 
is going to die now if they propose this three batter limit. Do you want a sidearm soft throwing lefty to throw against like a Manny Machado or, you know, back then a Manny Ramirez? No. You're going to pitch him against the lefty and then get his ass out of the game. So I don't like the fact that they're making these, you know, I like the rule change they made last year with the, with the mound visits, you know, limiting the, you know, that was good. Um, that sped up the game. You know, I didn't like the other rule change they made about initially just giving the base to the batter on an intentional walk. There've been so many times where a pitcher is overthrown or underthrown a catcher in an in a intentional walk scenario and things have happened, runners have moved up and then, you know, it takes, and then it changes your strategy because now you have now, you know, instead of maybe a, now, instead of maybe having a runner on second base and a base open, now you have a runner on third. So what, what do you do? Do you pitch to the guy or do you continue with the intentional walk? There's some chess game going on right there. Now that doesn't happen anymore. You know, the crazy intentional walk I saw was, the Diamondbacks walked Barry Bonds with the bases loaded. So they gave up a run. They had like a two or three run lead. They gave up a run just so they didn't have to pitch the Bonds. Like, that's insane. But that's my, not to go so far in depth, but that's because I covered it already. But that's my push factor for the week is the MLB rule changes and just the state of the MLB in general. Uh, so what's your what's your pull factor? Well. I think I just combined them on that, on that thing, because I was pulled. I was pulled into it. I was pushed away when I saw the bogus ratings. Like LeBron right now has like twenty eight points, twelve boards, twelve assists. I have in my fantasy team. Yeah, he's not an elite rebounder. He's not an elite. Are you fucking joking? He's an an elite rebounder. He's elite. He is the most elite. He's the best. Uh, if I did have to pick something though, uh, it is a sad. Sad story. We covered it on a previous episode when we talked soccer. The Emiliano Salah saga. Uh, if you don't know, this player used to be a striker for a soccer team in France, FC Nantes. I believe that's how you say it. If it's not, then uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he got purchased by Cardiff City, who spent a, a club record fee of $15 million to bring him in, good forward, youngish, um, gets on the plane, flies over to Cardiff, which from France to Wales is not too bad. Plane disappears over the English Channel. No one knows what happened. Uh, police search for two days. They search the area, don't find anything. They give up on the search. He's not confirmed dead or anything. They just don't know what happened. He's Argentinian, and and besides the soccer world going crazy, it was predominantly this the Argentinian players, his his fellow countrymen all around in whatever league they were in, especially Messi. He raised, I think he put like thirty grand himself. He said, "We want this search to continue. We demand that you find our our pal." So they got a private search going, and now, whoa, great idea. They go underwater, and oh, what do you know? They find the wreckage. They find bits and pieces of the plane on an island. Why wasn't that seen before? 
Um, so they find the plane down the bottom of the ocean. They they find a body in there, and uh, they didn't know who it, whose body it was. Was it the pilot? Is it Salah's? They didn't know, but now it has been confirmed, sadly, that that body has belonged to Emiliano Salah. So uh, my heart goes out to him, his family, the organization. I mean, everyone involved. Terrible, tragic loss. You just it's crazy when that stuff happens, you know? Yeah, that's definitely sad, but I'm happy they found the body and that we're happy to Then there's closure at least. That's close exactly. You know? That's closure. But just for for me to wrap that up, it's just like what a half ass job done by that police force and it kinda makes you think. I, I I hate to think this. I really don't want to think this, but it's almost like was this planned, was was this I hit manipulated in a way, you know. His girlfriend came out saying that she believed this was the football, the soccer mafia, but she immediately retracted those comments. But I don't know. I'm not saying anything because <laughs> I I don't know shit. All right, but how why do you give up on searching for a human after two days and you don't even like go underwater, go to the island? I don't know. Half ass. All right. Well, at least like I said, at least we were able to come around full circle with that. With that topic, um, my pull, uh, my pull factor is uh, tomorrow night at eight o'clock at the Garden. The Rangers are celebrating their 1994 um, 25 anniversary, 25th anniversary of winning the cup, um, and it's it's a big deal. I know it's 25 years, and I know you know it's been it's a long time, but you still get to celebrate those things. And back then in 94, you know, I've watched the documentaries. I've watched the, 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 the video, the championship video that they come out with. And, you know, just to see what the city of New York does when the Rangers get that far. And we lived it. We lived it in 2014. Yeah. But it wasn't what we wanted. You know, they got swept or then they get swept. But they lost in five games. And, you know, it was such a close series. They could have been up 3-1 easily too. So, you know, it's just going to be fun to watch tomorrow night when they when they do the ceremony. And, you know, Hank came out with a new mask that replic- replicated that. That. to Mike Richter and with the Statue of Liberty and the Ranger going down the side of his face with Richter on one side. And, and you know, that's just awesome. And, you know, now these guys that are playing right now who are were born in 94 and you know, like Kevin Shattenkirk, who's a Westchester guy, New Rochelle guy, uh, gets to see his heroes. And one of the reasons why he got to play hockey, like with Brian Leach, Mike Richter, Mark Messier, Adam Graves, Stefan Mateau, and that goal to get them to the cup uh, against the Devils. Um, you know, that's that's something that I'm looking forward to and getting, getting able to watch uh, tomorrow. But um, that's that's it for our show this week. Um, we would love to hear from you. As you can see, we have guests on the show. We had two, yeah, two. in this episode. Two we had, we had Phil, the Philadelphia bear, Austin and off the grid, off the grid. The, Corelli, I think the Lakers just hit a gate, a buzzer beater to win the game. Who was it? Rondo? What do you know? Could have been a Nick. Yeah. Yeah. It was Rondo. Wow. It was Rondo. Anyway, back to more important stuff. Um, as you, we had two guests on the show today. We had 
uh, off the grid Corelli and uh, our our Philly our Philly Bear, our Philadelphia, our Philadelphia link to the show. Um, thank we want to thank them for coming on and taking time out of their day to to come and spend some time with us. Um, and if you guys follow us and you guys hit us up on Twitter or email us at our email at who do you think you are I am podcast at Gmail and our Instagram account. You're on the gram. We are on Instagram. You know, we went around and followed a bunch of people. We're going to start posting on that as well. Uh, I got some videos of Chen's going off on the Porzingis trade. So you'll see those. Um, and just for the record, cause we didn't talk about it today. I, the hat of the episode for me was the 1992 Toronto Blue Jay World Series hat. I just bought it the other day for my birthday. It was my own little gift to myself. But that's so far that covers the Cardinals, covers the Atlanta Braves, and the Toronto Blue Jays. So if you noticed, I haven't worn a Yankee hat yet. So, you know, as much as a Yankee fan I am, it just shows you the appreciation I have for these teams and for the game of baseball. But with that being said, have a nice night. Have a nice weekend. Enjoy your weekend. And Chen, what do you got?